Welcome in another episode of the Couch Scouts podcast. Thanks for tuning back in. If you're listening on uh, on the podcast, or listening in live on Twitch, or catching our video on YouTube, thanks for tuning in to this. What is it? Is it Sunday, Anthony? Yeah, I literally have I lose track of the days almost on the daily. Like I yeah. I just basically show up to work and I'm like, what day is it? What are we doing? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Video log, quarantine day twenty, <laughs> still in here. But yeah, so we got a we got another episode for you, continuing our divisional uh, preview series. And last week was the NFC South. What? I've been muted this whole time. No, no, I can hear you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the, the courtesy chat. <laughs> let me let me know if this helps. If this mutes me real quick. Okay. You still can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Oh wow! So every episode I've been thinking I'm muting myself. <laughs> awesome. Shoot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I can. I've been able to hear you, so Sorry. I think we're good. Man, it's just technical crazy things going on all night. Um. But yeah, so last episode, if you caught it, was the NFC South preview, uh, kind of breaking down team by team, position by position, player by player, the fantasy preview for um, different divisions. So we did the NFC South on, I think that was on Wednesday or Thursday. We're back um, doing the AFC South, and then we'll move on to an, another division coming up here in the next couple of days. Um, but so the AFC South... You have the Tennessee Titans. The um, were they uh, were they the wild card last year, Anthony, or did they win the division over the Texans? Do you remember? Wildcard. They were the wild card. So um, I would say you have the Titans, the Texans, the two front runners for the AFC South, and then uh, the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those four teams. Um, some actually really good fantasy options in. All four of those teams, obviously, uh, Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson, um, used to be DeAndre Hopkins, used to be the front runners in there, but um, he gone. So, uh, we're, yeah, we'll be talking some studs, a couple duds who we don't think are going to do great, and uh, talk about some, some players that you should be targeting uh, as your draft approaches, or if you're in a dynasty league, some guys that might be in your free agency pool, but... Uh, so we'll jump into it, but uh, first, if you want to help support the podcast, first thing you can do is follow us on Instagram, hit subscribe, and um, then second would be to follow us on, on Twitch, follow us on YouTube, or follow follow us on the Apple Podcast. That I didn't hear. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, subscribe to us on there. Subscribe on our videos. Send a couple comments, what you like, what you don't like. Um, leave us a, a review on on the pod on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. So, um, I just say let's jump into it, Anthony. You want to start with the Indianapolis Colts? Does that sound good? Start start from the bottom. So the Indianapolis Colts last year, uh, the breaking news heading into the 2019 season, it was actually, I feel like it happened, was it during a preseason game? I think so, I think it was like their last, either their third or third or fourth preseason game. 
was towards the end because I remember I was watching uh, Florida versus I think Miami. Um, yes. Opener. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. Breaking news at the bottom, and then obviously the league that we're in, a bunch of messages going around. I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I I think I was actually in a fantasy football draft, like when that happened, <laughs> and and uh, Andrew Luck got picked before I think the owner saw the news. So. I kind of felt bad, but at the same time, I was just lucky that I didn't pick him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was the splash of the 2019 season. Jacoby Brissett uh, comes in and fills in. He does He does all right. Um, nothing yeah. Nothing spectacular, but definitely it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a disaster, I will say. But uh, they make a splash in the free agency this year, signing Phillip Rivers to a deal. So he leaves... Um, Los Angeles, <laughs> had to catch myself, I was about to say San Diego, <laughs> leaves uh, Los Angeles and brings his whole football team of a family up to Indianapolis uh, to be the starting quarterback. So I think an upgrade, um, to say the least, from Jacoby Brissett, how much of an upgrade um, will I, we will yet, it's yet to be seen. But um, just looking at some of the stats from last year for Phillip Rivers with the Chargers, um, I think what sticks out to me is only 23 touchdowns to the 20 interceptions. And this was kind of a conversation that we had uh, with the NFC South about um, Jameis Winston. And you look at the yardage, you look at the completion percentage, but when you you don't have that big differential between touchdowns to interception ratio, it, it makes you a little bit nervous just because that, like those are the costly interceptions that, unfortunately cost the Los Angeles Chargers so many games and it seems like they were always on the losing end of some kind of game last year and I mean I hate to say it but a lot of those came like they were close games because they did he did throw 20 interceptions last year um but he still finished as a QB 15 um 4,600 yards and the 23 touchdowns so are you expecting a a better season for Phillip Rivers with the Colts, or do you think he stays the same or decreases? Um, I think it'll be better in the touchdown interception ratio. I mean, he's always been a guy that takes a lot of risk. You know, yeah. He that. Um, but I don't think he's going to throw twenty picks again. I think they could be a little bit smarter now. Um, even though I guess you like this your whole career. I guess I don't know if you're going to get smarter really, but um, you know he has. Arguably the best offensive line in football now. Right. So, uh, he should have some more time to where he doesn't just have to freak out because he's. He, I mean, he's old and you know he's not agile, so he gets hit a lot. Yeah. So I think he'll be able to calm down a little bit more and know that hey, I have a little bit more time with this offensive line. Yeah. Best playmakers. So. Absolutely. I think he'll be better. I mean, QB fifteen is probably around where I'd, I would see him still. Yeah. But the statistics are. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, from a from a dynasty perspective, obviously he's being right. he's being drafted in the twentieth round of startups just based on the fact that, you know, he could have this potentially could be his last year. He might play in twenty twenty one as well, you know, based on how he how he performs and health wise. But um, I think I think the only real value I mean he still holds value in single quarterback leagues, but you're most likely gonna pick a quarterback before that. I think if you play in a two-quarterback league, um, he's a he's a great value just because you're getting another one to two years 
out of him again, and he does finish in the top 20 uh, among quarterbacks. But do do you see any um, situation where the Colts go back to Jacoby Brissett? Um, other than injury, do you see any reason that they would they would switch it up? I, I don't. I, I don't think you bring in. Um, I mean, there's a lot of arguments about Philip Rivers being a Hall of Famer. I think he probably will be. Yeah. I think you bring in a Hall of Fame quarterback um, into a situation like this, and then. You know, I'm like he's absolutely terrible. I mean, like, like god awful. Yeah. I don't think you bench him at all. You know, because the reason you're bringing in a thirty, what, thirty nine year old quarterback, yeah. you know, at the end of his career, is because you didn't get it done with Jacoby Brissett. So right. I've seen what you, you've seen what you want to see from him. Yeah. You've seen enough, I guess. Not you've seen, not that you've seen what you want to see. Um, so I don't think so. Um, I think it's Philip Rivers. All year, you know, like you said, unless injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that as well. I think um, I thought Brissett did well last year, but definitely not well enough to say this is our our franchise quarterback. You know, I was actually shocked when I looked at when I was looking and pulling up these stats to see that he only threw for twenty nine hundred yards, and I mean his touchdown to interception ratio was great, but it just shows you how much they relied on the short game and on the run game, Marlon Mack. Uh, last year and and the sixty percent completion percentage like that, that kind of kills you right there. Yeah, it, it's fun looking at his stats. It's kind of very comparable to Teddy Bridgewater, but we love Teddy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's really comparable. But so I don't know. I, I like Brissett, but he that he is your typical, very solid, perfect backup. Yeah. Like, he just is. Yeah. I like that. Um, moving on to the running back, this was a back that actually, I think he was in the top seven, like halfway through the season, Marlon Mack, and then uh, goes on to finish as the running back 22. Yeah, uh, injuries slowed him down, and then they, I don't even think he actually ended up, I don't think he ended up finishing the season because I remember they were running like Jonathan Williams, Jordan Wilkins, and Nye Mines, um, all in that mix, so um, he should be back in 2020 healthy and ready to go. Um, but before injury, he was averaging 4.4 yards per carry, eight touchdowns, and a 1,000-yard rusher in 2020. I should have looked up um, how many games he actually played uh, in there just so we could kind of compare that. But um, I missed that. So I think that – I think Mac is definitely the clear running back one in that offense. And right now – uh, he's only being drafted in the sixth round of um, of Dynasty League. So I think it's a pretty good value there when you think about um, most running backs at this point are being selected just much earlier just because of the, the loss of value that the actual NFL has on running backs right now. So I think to be able to get a starting running back at that point in the sixth round is pretty good. I would, yeah. I would select him there, um, yeah. and and you know it, it also depends on what they do in the draft, but you know I think Naeem Hines is a they're pretty proven third down um, pass catching running back, so I think the the duo <laughs> there it'd be interesting to see if they if they switch it up, and you know I actually yeah. when you look at the Chargers offense from last year you have the combo of Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler and and I don't think Hines is the runner that Eckler is, but he definitely. Um, it kind of has that pass catching ability 
that you see out of the backfield from Eckler and, and Marlon Mack is kind of a comparable runner to, to Melvin Gordon, not as involved in the pass game. So just two similar weapons that Philip Rivers gets to have under his belt as well. Yeah. So he played in uh, 14 games last year and he started 12 of them. Okay. So, okay. Uh, was a career high in both. Okay. Seems weird. So, but his, yeah, he just, each year, if you look at his, you know, three years in the league, each year he's become better and better. Right. So, you know, if he stays healthy, um, I'll be interested to see though, because you know Philip Rivers, he likes to chuck the ball around. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll actually yeah. keep Mac as involved. I think they will. Yeah. Um, but but that's just one interesting thing to kind of pay attention to. Yeah. Because uh, because with Andrew Luck with Jacoby Brissett, it was all about you know as elite as Andrew Luck was, it was all about let's establish the run. Andrew Luck is so smart, one of the smartest players probably yeah. ever. And and he knew like I have to get the run game to open up my last game. And Philip right. Rivers, sometimes he just wants to open it up himself. But yeah, that's very true. We saw Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler have great years with Philip Rivers, though, like you said. So, And even LT back in the day. So Max should still be a very, very good back. Yeah. And I, I agree. In the sixth round, that's great value. Yeah. I think definitely probably rated higher, like in a standard scoring league where – it's not mm-hmm. if it's not PPR, you know, you see 14 receptions. That's an average of one reception a game. So he's definitely not going to get you those huge PPR points, even if he has, you know, some backs you can rely upon five or six points, even if they have a poor rushing game. They're just always going to get those targets. Like you know, like Zeke, you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have often have off games, but when he when he does, he still is getting like five or six targets. Um, a game and and generally hauling them in. So I think that's one thing to look at is just the deficiency in receptions. And then when you compare it to, to Hines, you know, he ha- he is the clear pass catching back with 44 receptions. So um, he, that basically alone makes him the, um, like a, a dynasty valuable asset just because he is going to get those PPR points. And I was actually surprised he didn't catch a single, receiving touchdown last year so I feel like this year he rushed for two but I feel like this year he at least has some upside to catch a few uh, receiving touchdowns as well which could boost his value but I think definitely Marlon Mack is the the one to own and even when he was injured it didn't look like Hines was gonna step into that lead rushing role um, whatsoever so it would be it wouldn't surprise me if they if they signed a back or not signed, if they drafted a back um, to mm-hmm. kind of be that backup for Mac as well. Yeah, for sure. Don't um, in the wide receiver department, we got, we'll kind of go top to bottom, but um, talk about Paris Campbell. He was, he was actually in dynasty leagues. I think he was like a top five pick heading into 2019 when the drafts were going on and then had the hamstring injury um, slow start to the season and then just really couldn't get on the field and you kept hearing reports like every time he was going to play that the, he was going to be heavily involved um, but it just it never really happened for him so what do you expect out of the offense and just him being able to build a rapport with Philip Rivers for 2020 yeah I mean I kind of look at it you know you know when when Travis Benjamin went to the Chargers um, he his speed just kind of speed helped that offense with you know Philip Rivers deep ball and just and, yeah. and that Paris Campbell was never really a deep ball catcher at Ohio State 
because they just like to give him the ball real quick and let him make plays with his feet. But if he yeah. can develop some routes into a deep ball, yeah, man, especially with Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers loves to throw that you know 20, 25 yard. He likes to get it down the push the ball down the field. Right. Paris Campbell has it's not Tyreek Hill speed, but it's close. Yeah. You know? He can fly, so I'm really, really excited to see if he can stay healthy because you know Zach Pascal, he he stepped up last year. You know, kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Um, and T.Y. Hill, when he's, he's getting older, yeah. So they need they need an extra body, and if Paris Campbell can stay healthy with his speed, yeah. And uh, every year he got better at Ohio State with the drops. You know, I, we couldn't stand him as Ohio State fans the first couple of years because we're like, man, this dude is so fast, but he can't <laughs> catch the ball. Yeah. You know? But each year it got better, and then he just took off, and he doesn't drop anything anymore. Yeah. Um, so he he's he's a he's a great steal, you know, because people are definitely I think people the average fantasy player or fan they might be a little down on him because yeah. you know his rookie year was very upsetting. Yeah. Um, like you just said, he dealt with injuries and it just never happened. Click for him. Yeah. So if you can get him, you gotta get him. Yes. Yeah. Central is just through the roof. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he definitely he was a player that I was high on last year in a lot of drafts and, and tried to pick him up early and then um, once the injury happened it was like it was a bummer, but you saw like I mean his stock was like soaring and then it, it I feel like from now from here on it's just gone downhill. So he's definitely a guy that you can target um, for a cheap price right now, and I mean, for the, I feel like for the Colts, really the only direction that their offense can go is up at this point. Just looking at the finishes of the wide receivers last year and the running backs, uh, and even even with Jacoby Brissett at QB twenty four, the offense is going to be much better uh, with Philip Rivers under center and just a, a healthy receiving core. So I would definitely expect Campbell to be um, a highlight in that offense, and even when you look at the LA what the LA Chargers did with Keenan Allen, you know, he, like you said, he, Philip Rivers loves like that, that 20 yard in, but they also a lot run a lot of um, wide receiver screen plays for Keenan Allen just to get him yeah. the ball in open space. And that's where, yeah. that's where Paris Campbell's right. speed and agility yes. uh, really shows off as well. So um, yeah. even if the arm strength isn't necessarily there for Rivers, he'll definitely they're going to design plays specifically for Campbell because he's he is that guy in the offense that um, has that speed. Uh, you talked about it, an aging T.Y. Yeah. Hilton who might not – they might not put him in those situations uh, as often anymore. Yeah, no, for sure. And that, that's Paris Campbell's specialty. His right. best rep is a screen. Yeah. It's, you know, it really is. And he, he did it so many. If you look at his Ohio State highlight tapes coming into the league, that's what it was. It was sweeps and screens. There's little touch passes and screens, and he takes him 70 yards all the time. So. Yeah, gosh. Very exciting. And even Bleacher Report, I just looked at, I just looked up Paris Campbell to see if there's any news on him. Bleacher Report released something on him a couple weeks ago, and it said he is the number one breakout potential star for the Indianapolis Colts. So there clearly, you see we're talking about him. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next two receivers, T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal, they finished, this was surprising to me as well, 57 and 52. So Pascal was actually the highest um, rated wide receiver for the Colts last year. Um, I think if you look at the, the two differences between the ADPs, I think that's where you get um, the biggest value. So Pascal right now is being drafted in the 19th round. Um, most dynasty leagues, I would say you're going to have 
anywhere from 23 at the lowest to about 30 roster spots. So, you know, he's coming he's coming in at the back end of your roster, uh, a wide receiver that caught 40 catches last year, 607 yards and five touchdowns. Um, I think that the touchdown, uh, his upside for touchdowns was what really put him um, in that 52 slot, but he definitely could be a, a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three in their offense in 2020 um, once again. And, you know, one could argue that he does have – his value is better right now than Hilton rather than grabbing Hilton in the, in the seventh round. What are your thoughts on, on him? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you can get him 19th round, yes, absolutely. Um, compared to T Y in the seventh, I think T Y Hilton's going to have a huge year with rivers. Yeah. Um, you know, 45 catches in 10 games. You know, it's four and a half catches a game. It's not bad. It's really good. Fantasy value, yeah. Five touchdowns, so five touchdowns, yeah. The fact that he played six less games and he still put up more catches, the yards on average is more, and then the the touchdowns are right there. True. But when you are talking seventh round compared to nineteenth round, I'm sure you can find somebody like a Marlon Mack, and at the spot you can find T. Y. Hill, and then you can get Pascal later. Right. You know, looking at that way, so yeah. That hey, I can get a two for one rather than just get this one right here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really good points. I, I think T.Y., as long as he stays healthy, I think T.Y. is going to have a typical T.Y. Hilton year, you know, because he finally has a gunslinger again, you right. know? Yeah, he that's what he needs, yeah. Back, the back end of Peyton's career, Andrew Luck's career, and then now Rivers, because Brissett, he wasn't that, you know, yeah. we talked about earlier, so. Yeah, and Hilton was off to a great start last year, you know, before yeah. injuries, and unfortunately that's kind of the thing that owners have to be expecting uh, and aware of is that he he has become injury prone towards the end of his career as he's getting older. So I think I think if he stays healthy, I think it's go it's going to go Hilton, Campbell, and then Pascal. I think he kind of gets pushed into that wide receiver three spot. But Pascal is definitely a, a player that you can pick up late, just almost like a handcuff as a an injury precaution because you're going to want that next man up. He's proven to to be a, a solid wide receiver in their offense. So, but I agree yeah. with you. I think. I think if Hilton stays healthy, I think he has um, another great, another great fantasy productive year. Yeah, yeah. Pascal reminds me a lot of like a Kendrick Bourne type. It's like you don't you don't want to like start him every week. But <laughs> sometimes you're like looking at the matchups, you're like, I'm gonna start him because yeah. he has potential to score a touchdown today. Right. Yeah. Um, last one is tight end Jack Doyle. Sounds like an action figure, or action character, doesn't it? Jack Doyle. <laughs> um, what do you say? I like Jack Doyle. Oh, yeah. I think um, I like a, a winner of the free agency period. He's pretty much alone as the Colts' tight end right now. Um, he's had some injury problems in the past, the last couple of years, but um, when you look at what Eric Ebron was able to do two years ago in the Colts offense, and then you kind of look at what Jack Doyle did last year, you know, 43 receptions, 448 yards, and four receiving touchdowns, finishes as the tight end 15. I don't see any reason why he can't finish um, at that spot again, if not higher. You know, Eric Ebron played alongside of him in last year in 2019 and you know granted they both had their weeks and they both 
had their injuries, but when you talk about a standalone independent tight end uh, that you can get right now in the 18th round, I think that's great value. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it. just Philip Rivers' career. Yeah. Antonio Gates. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah. The, even the beginning of his career was Tony Gonzalez, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, dude, he's, he plays with elite. He he plays with elite tight ends, but he also helps them be elite. So, yeah. Jack Doyle could be, like, licking his chops right now. He's like, hey, I'm the tight end number one. Yeah. I got a quarterback that loves using the tight end. Yeah. It, it's perfect. It's it's very, very perfect, especially if you can get him in the 18th round. Tight ends are so valuable nowadays. You yeah. Know? Remember when I first started playing fantasy football, you know, it was like, eh, I'll take a tight end like a Jason Witten or a Heath Miller. Yeah. Golf. But then it was like, ah, I don't really care. But, dude, tight ends now, man. They're just they're they're some of the highest scores every week, right? You know, a legit one. So um, this is a good deal, you know. Late, um, you know, eighteenth round. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love his value there. You know, thinking about not having to spend a, a third, fourth, or fifth round pick on say Kittle, Kelsey, or Ertz. You can you can spend that somewhere else, kind of like you were talking about. Get that two for one deal. Spend that on someone else. Come back and and draft uh, Jack Doyle in the 18th round. Maybe get another guy a little bit earlier than that. But you know, it, if you're if you don't get Kittle, Kelsey, or Ertz in the in the first, you know, when they go off the board, you might as well wait just because there's not going to be a huge separation gap. Um, but you know, just between like the scores overall, those right. oh and Mark yeah. and Mark Andrews, those are the four big the big scores, the guys that put up at times more points than the wide receivers on their team. So, yeah. Um, how about the Jacksonville Jaguars who actually had a pretty decent year last year amidst all of the, the quarterback changes, the injuries to Nick full Gardner Minshew. Um, but I'm actually, I'm actually excited to see what they do this year. They made some, some moves. Um, and I think the biggest one was the trade trading away, Nick Foles, trading away his contract and saying we're going to roll with Gardner Minshew in 2020. Um, rookie last year out of Washington State, so played with uh, Mike Leach, gunslinger, loves to throw the ball, finished it as a QB 20 last year with uh, over 3,200 yards, 60% completion percentage, so something to improve upon there, but 21 touchdowns to six interceptions in 14 games. Uh, yeah. What do you... What do you think about him for the 2020 season? Yeah, the, the touchdown to interception ratio like surprised me. Right. Usually quarterbacks like him, like he's like a you know Brett Favre type, a Philip Rivers type, like a gunslinger. Like he just wants to let it fly. Yeah. So one and six, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, it's like, <laughs> legit as a rookie. Right. You know, we're talking about quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, who went top five of their class yeah as he's they're throwing 20 interceptions or you know double digit yeah exactly came into an offense that you know um and, and lit it up um yeah i'm excited i, I like gardner Minshew. i think he's definitely gonna be better than qb20 yeah uh, i don't know how much higher um just because i want to see more because you know when that rookie tape gets out Coaches have had all offseason to watch you now, and now, especially now that Nick Foles has been traded, yeah. then Gardner Minshew is the guy. Right. And then if you look at the defenses that's in this division, there's some good defenses. You know, Houston is a good defense. Um, Indianapolis has a good defense. Yeah. A good defense. And then 
Tennessee, an elite defense. Great so, defense, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, I, I like him. I like his upside, you know, especially now knowing that he's the guy. Um, so, like you said, if it's a two-quarterback lead, absolutely. Grant yeah. Gardner meant you. Um, if it's a dynasty, yeah, I think you can roll with him, especially in the 19th round. Yeah. That late. If you can yeah. roll with him for your next, you know, 10 years maybe. Yeah. Dynasty, you know, because he's at least going to be the guy this year and next year. Yeah. You know, before that rookie deal expires, they're, they're going to go all in on Minshew here yeah. and see. See what he's got. around him with people because they have money now because they got rid of Nick Foles. Yeah. So uh, you'll at least get two years of him as your dynasty QB before you know, like, yeah, this is the guy or no, he's just not it. Yeah. No, that's great. I I remember halfway through last last year I was looking like through all my leagues trying to find him and got him in a, got him in a couple of leagues like just as a free agent just because no one had picked him up yet. And, I mean, he he was – I remember, like, every Sunday, you know, checking my phone and being like, Minshew throws three touchdowns, Minshew throws, throws four touchdowns, and, and all of a sudden you're seeing, like, these fantasy-relevant wide receivers for the Jaguars, and you're like, what the heck? Like, they actually have an offense. So I think I think that's what I'm most excited about is actually just seeing them have a contending offense where it's always seemed like they had a, a good defense for a while with when they had Bortles – um, and that was what they relied on was Bortles and Fournette and then the defense. But now it's like oh, you actually have weapons. And you talk about a, a DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley, Keelan Cole. You know, they could, they could potentially dip into the draft and get uh, one of these, these wide receivers as well just to add to that. So I I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what the Jaguars do in 2020. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think they're pretty set at receiver. Just you know, if we look at these names here, yeah, they, they yes, they could go grab one of these top guys, and I would not be mad at all. It will help them. Yeah, but I'd rather see them, you know, maybe address offensive line and then go get them a tight end. Yeah, um, you can't. I mean, we'll talk about him obviously, but Tyler Eifert is on here. Yeah, you can't really trust him, Tyler Eifert, but yeah, Minshew. He's he's. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing about Tyler Eifert. Oh yeah, man, so much talent. Probably just, just so many injuries. Probably just sprained his ankle talking about him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excited for sure. All right, so talk about Leonard Fournette because I feel like this is a guy that has gone up and down since his um, entrance into the league, and um, you know he's like I, I, he was, his first couple seasons. I feel like his first year and his second year it was like where like what is going to happen to this guy because. He was like missing games, being suspended for games, had injuries, but um, he's put up some pretty solid numbers in the last two years and continued that in 2019. So um, talk about what he did last year and what you're expecting out of him this year. Um, yeah, you know, he, the touchdowns just aren't there, you know? Yeah. The, the numbers are there, the carries and the yards, we can live with those. Those are good. Maybe not, th- I, I, honestly, I don't like those for third round. I guess well, the touchdowns, yeah. I just don't like the touchdowns. Yeah. He's kind of improved on that, right? Know? So he's got to show that he's reliable to get in the red, get red zone touches, and put the ball in. Yeah. Because um, elite backs do that. Zeke, he does it. You know, um, McCaffrey, Kamara, all of these guys that when when it's in the red zone, they get the ball. They're gonna put it across the goal line. And yeah. Not make Minshew have to make the play. So I just want to see Leonard Fournette step up on the touchdown side. Because um, that's one thing that's really been missing from his fantasy pop. So he's put up some great fantasy numbers without the touchdown. So yeah. if he can 
get those extra six points a week because he got another touchdown, man, you're talking about a top five, top a top five running back, and he's already at RB seven. So right. But yeah, all the talent is That's there great. for Fournette. You know, I remember when he was in LSU, all the comparisons was, oh, he's the next Adrian Peterson. Well, he's not even the best running back out of his class. <laughs> yeah. After he. Yeah. After he was drafted after him in the draft, and what he's doing, he's breaking records, setting NFL records, you know. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Um, I, yeah, I think, um, like you look at Aaron Jones, uh, set set a Packers record last year, like 15, 16 touchdowns. McCaffrey. Had four against the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. I know. McCaffrey had 15, 16 rushing touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 13, 14. 14 rushing touchdowns so I think when you you have to think I mean Fournette those are like those were like the top three four running backs in fantasy last year and then you come down the list to the running back seven at Leonard Fournette so I gotta think he has he has to have better touchdown upside in 2020 um and he I I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish um at the running back seven or even potentially higher but yeah, like you said, it's got to be the touchdowns because you know he's getting the carries, 265. He's a, a thousand yard rusher, but has to get into the end zone, I think, to propel himself onto that next tier. But 76 receptions, I think you have to be com- really happy with that, um, consi- considering his his strength is necessarily his running. But they target him a lot, and he he's actually proven to use his hands really well. So I think in PPR leagues. Um, Fournette's a, a good buy in the third round, just hoping that he finds the end zone in 2020. But like you said, same thing. He's got a tough, tough division, tough, um, a tough like schedule of games to to get into the end zone for. So yeah, but but they the, for this offense they need Fournette to be that because right. they're going to help Minshew, you know. Right. Exactly. So. Because with those elite defenses, every elite defense can be broken down if you can run on them. Yeah. You know? That's exactly what Derrick Henry did to, you know, the Patriots. That's what the Titans did, you know, all that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, just like we were saying on the touchdowns, Leonard Fournette, three years, 17 career touchdowns. Yeah. At 15 last year. So, it's <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. Like, we need to see you put it in the end zone. Yeah. That's good. So, that's what he did at LSU, man. He was getting two or three rushing touchdowns every week. Right. And I think the majority of those 17 touchdowns came in his rookie year when he was he just nine. when he was going yeah. off. Yeah. Yes. So. He had nine his rookie year, and he's had eight the last two. So. Yeah. A little concerning. A little concerning. Um, I, and he has had some injury issues, so just a running back to throw yeah. out there is uh, Rykel Armstead, who they drafted last year. And I think – when they drafted him, actually, there was a lot of dynasty owners that were like, "This is very concerning um, for, for Leonard Fournette's value," just because they they did dip into the draft early to get a running back. But he, I mean, Fournette was the the, the primary back, and Raquel Armstead really didn't do a whole lot, didn't get a lot of touches, a lot of work in the game um, last year. So he's a 19th round pick, definitely a guy that you can pick up and stash um, as a handcuff to Fournette or or stash and save if Fournette goes down and, and trade him. But uh, that's just one name to know, uh, to keep in mind, heading into your, your fantasy football season. Um, let's move to wide receiver, DJ Chark. Starting off, finished as the wide receiver 17. Um, 
I I thought I really fell in love with DJ Chark mostly because I had him <laughs> in a couple of my in a couple of my fantasy leagues and I'm like, "Okay, this guy's coming out of nowhere." But I remember drafting him when he came in um to the league, a speedy guy who didn't have a really strong 2009 or 2018 season, but 2019 turns it on, uh 73 receptions, over 110 targets, uh 1000 yards and eight touchdowns. So I I love his value in the fifth round. If you can get him later in the late fifth, early sixth, I like it even more. But um, for me, hard to see him reproduce the eight receiving touchdowns in 2020. I think they're gonna they are gonna throw the ball a lot. But eight, I mean, eight touchdowns is a great is a great season. It would be yeah. it's it's hard for me to see him duplicate that number. I think he you know I could see him scoring five, six, seven, but to say, oh yeah, he's going to be putting up wide receiver 17 numbers again, it's difficult for me to to confidently say that. I don't know if you have any right. th- thoughts on him as well. Yeah, no, I just, the only thing that I would like to see maybe improved is, uh, which this isn't all on him, it could be on Minshaw and Foles, whenever he played, is uh, 73 catches is great, 818 targets. Right. That's a lot of incompletions in between there. Yeah. So is that, you know, is that him not separating as much? Is that bad throws as it drops? Right. Um, but other than that, he's he, elite, you know. He had such a phenomenal year. And yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, all these LSU wide receivers, I forgot he was from LSU. Yeah. It's he's, it's just LSU. Man, if you're a wide receiver from LSU, <laughs> hit him, man, you know. Dang, you're um, right. I agree on the eight touchdowns. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to match that just just because, like we just said, we expect Leonard Fournette to increase his touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, E.D. Westbrook is going to probably increase his. Um, Chris Conley, Keelan Cole, you know, and Tyler Eifert. There's there's so many guys there that have potential Yeah. put in the touchdowns, but D.J. Chark's still going to be up there, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, that fifth-round value, that's really good value. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't watch Jaguars, so they don't know. On DJ chart, but he, he's legit. He's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and just like you were saying with the value, if you look at uh, D.D. Westbrook, 14th round pick in Dynasty Startups right now, Chris Conley, 20th round. Um, and Chris Conley, he actually came over from Kansas City last year when they signed him, and um, he actually he had, I don't remember how many games he played in, but he was kind of in and out of the lineup often, had a lot of injuries, but when he was on the field, when he did play, he was really productive in uh, 47 receptions, 775 yards, and the five touchdowns. So, I mean, really he did finish um, like hand-in-hand hand with D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley and, and most likely, I believe, played um, a handful less games. So if I had to put my money on it, I would actually say that Chris Conley is going to be the wide receiver too. Uh, in the offense, and D. Westbrook could potentially take a step step back and be the the wide receiver three. But um, either way, I think the value for for Chris Con- Conley right now is great in the twentieth round. If you have a if you have a dynasty league or a startup, you know he could he could potentially be available in waivers, um, or he's a great late round draft pick for the twenty twenty season. And then Keelan Cole as well. Uh, they re signed him in the off season, so. Uh, he's back. I think he adds some some good depth 
I wouldn't say he's super fantasy reliant at this point, just with the other weapons that they have, but um, a, a solid receiving core that you know, like you know who the next man up is going to be if someone goes down, which is, is always a good thing as a fantasy owner because you can yeah. kind of line your, your roster up with those kind of players. Absolutely. Um, okay, how about Mr. Injury, Tyler Eifert? The, yeah. t- the tight end 19 last year, which surprised me because I didn't, I didn't even know he was on the yeah. field that much to, to finish in the top 20, but he did, and yeah. he's a, a 20th round draft pick. So are you are you taking him in the 20th round, Anthony, or are you passing? Yeah, I think I could take him in the 20th round because um, – I just raved over Jack Doyle, and then as soon as you flipped over to this, I'm like, oh, he had the same numbers. (laughs) So true. I'm like, oh, okay. I can't rave about how great Jack Doyle is and his upside if, and then Ty Reifer actually had the same exact year, and he has way more. Yeah. Honestly, you know, Tyler Reifer, when when he's 100% healthy, you know, he's got that, maybe not Kelsey and Kittle, but he's got that Mark Andrews type, you know, where he's going to make catches and put up touchdowns. He makes plays. Yeah. His, this guy was a beast for a couple of years, you know. He was up there putting numbers with Gronk, Gronk and Jimmy Yeah, Gronkowski so, 2.0, they called him. Yeah, so if Tyler Eifert can stay healthy, that's the only thing, if he can stay healthy. That's why his draft position is so low. Yeah. So if you can get him 20th, yes, if you already have a tight end, um, potentially. Yeah, don't um, wait. If you're relying on him to be your number one tight end, good luck. Yeah. Um, but if you can – get him, you know, to either pair up and play in a flex or play, you know, as your backup tight end, then absolutely, because the upside of Tyler Eifert is amazing, you know, and he's got a fresh start, he's out of Cincinnati, so, I mean, we'll be, let's be honest, the AFC North, it's tough to stay healthy in that division. Right. Like, it just is, so, the AFC North, you know, Um, and he's going to be in Jacksonville. Maybe flying to London a couple times, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he might be but, li- might be living in London in the next couple of years. <laughs> so I mean, he, he, I like, I love Tyler Eifert. You know, he he's actually one guy every single year, not in uh, not in keeper leagues, but every single year in just redraft league, I always draft Tyler Eifert at some point because I'm like, you know what? If he pops, yeah, he I'm pops. So yeah, that's good. Um, I think to. Like you said, they could potentially. I know the Jaguars front office said that they could be potentially looking to draft a tight end um, this year, but they also do have um, Josh Oliver, who they drafted last year, who was supposed to supposed to pop this year and really didn't do anything. Had um, I feel like he had a concussion early on in the season, and then that just kind of sidelined him, and and then a hamstring injury never really got going, and then um, a couple other tight ends as well that they have. So. Uh, I would, I don't know, I really want to see Oliver succeed, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them go get one of these um, tight ends, just kind of the same situation, just see if one of them, if they find a a diamond in the rough, you know, a a Cole Cole Komet, Hunter Bryant, and and see what they can do. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely get whoever's backup, uh, Tyler Eifert, whoever the backup is to Tyler Eifert is, get him. Bryant, that's the kid from uh, Florida Atlantic, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I I love that guy. Yeah. That dude, he is going to be a beast. Yeah. You know. I know a lot of people are saying that the 2020 class isn't very strong, but there's there's a couple of these guys that I really like that I think are going to be great NFL tight ends. Yeah, 
him and the kid from Cincinnati as well. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. They, like at the combine, they just kept comparing comparing him to a former Cincinnati Bearcat, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Like I'm like, uh, I don't think he's gonna be Travis Kelsey, but he definitely has the athleticism. And yeah. The size. Yeah. And that's what that's what succeeds in the NFL right now is the those <laughs> huge athletic tight ends. You know, they might not do everything well, but they do one thing well, and that is be a physical freak and they just find right. ways to get the ball in their hand and yeah. you know Travis Kelsey obviously is more than that but that's where he oh, yeah. that's why he shines is because he can run dudes over he's runs past <laughs> linebackers runs past past corners so yeah. yeah I agree with that okay um so the wild card team of last year I didn't I didn't even put these in order of how they finished last year I don't know if they did turn out that way but um here we go. It's Here we are. <laughs> yeah. People, it's Titans. Don't worry. <laughs> See, I love What'd you say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I didn't even see it. No, uh, yes, the Tennessee Jaguars. Um, okay, <laughs> Tennessee Titans, um, who were the uh, the wild card team last year, and knock off the Ravens in the in the second round of the playoffs, and. Here they are as, honestly, a lot of people are saying this is a, a dark horse Super Bowl 2020 team. Um, they have a lot of really good weapons. I think that they can improve uh, in some areas, but are you, are they your favorite to win that, the NFC South at this point? Um, I would probably have to say yes, um, just because we didn't really see Houston get better. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to wait and see with Philip Rivers and the Colts offense. But, so I'll, I'd probably venture to pick the Titans, absolutely. Um, but we'll see if Ryan Tannehill can continue his great play. Yeah. Because um, we know Derrick Henry's going to be Derrick Henry. Right. We, he's going to be what, you know, we know he's going to be that. Um, but is Ryan Tannehill going to move the ball down the field and not throw interceptions again? We'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. The defense is elite. A.J. Brown is an elite wide receiver. No doubt. As a rookie, look at the numbers he put up. That's insane. Yeah, I know. That's like, that's like Des Bryant-type numbers right there, you know? Considering He's, considering he wasn't even the best receiver from his college from team. From Ole Miss, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And he's pretty, yes. he's, probably, he's pretty much the best, other than Debo, the best wide receiver in the class. Yeah. Last year. So you know. many from last year, man. Yeah. So many. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I... I like the Titans. Yeah. I like them. I like Vrabel. He's got that New England Patriot, Ohio State mentality. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just that hard work, blue collar. We're going to put our nose in the dirt and just get the job done today. Yeah. That's big in football. That's like one of the most important things in football. Yeah. That's good. Patriots aren't ever the most talented team. Hardly ever. No. But they're old, the most disciplined, and that's what helps you win games. And that's what Tennessee does. Yeah. 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 That's really, that's a great point. Um, I think, like, when I'm looking at the ADP right now for Ryan Tannehill, 175, putting him in the 15th round, um, and then looking at, like, Phillip Rivers, who is a 20th round startup draft pick, but also finished as the QB 15 instead of the QB 21. So that, that, those are things to pay attention to as you're heading into your fantasy, whether it's redraft or, or dynasty leagues, to just be like, okay, what kind of value am I actually getting? Obviously, Tannehill came in late um, to the Tennessee offense. 
um, and I forget how many games that he actually did start for the Titans, but um, either way. Twelve. Ten. Sorry, ten. Ten. Okay, so, yeah, so he probably actually would have finished a lot higher, but he also had a really strong finish to the season, so it's interesting to see if he can actually do that for 16, 17 games, which I feel like has always been the rap on Tannehill. It's like he would he would have these games where he would just go off and people are like, this is the next quarterback of Miami, of the Dolphins. He's the franchise quarterback. And then the next year, he you know couldn't even finish with five solid games. So I think that's something to, to notice. But, I mean, he's a great game manager. It seems like he's found his role with the Titans. Um and uh, they they move on from Marcus Mariota, so he's you know they sign him to the the huge deal, and uh, he's the guy. So we'll see we'll see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you do, you know the the twenty two touchdowns in ten games started. So if you stretch that average out to sixteen games, that's that's around thirty five touchdowns a game. Right. You know. So with probably nine picks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some legit numbers. That takes your QB twenty one up to probably around. Top ten? Yeah. Probably that's definitely top ten. Yeah. And the yards is going to be up around close to four thousand. Yeah. Maybe you're at so so if he stays on that pace, then absolutely, man. If you can get Tannehill in the fifteenth round, but like you said, we see this from Tannehill a lot, where it looks like it's time for him to be a beast. And yeah. He's to, uh, so a beast to the least, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But so many times. The change of scenery does things for people. Yeah. Maybe the change of scenery from Miami, which is just so dysfunctional. Tennessee with Mike Brable, solid staff. Yeah. And a four or five year lucrative contract now. Maybe yeah. he's ready and poised to, to be in that range. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's tough to compare when you see him and Phillip Rivers. One was drafted lower, but rated higher. It's like, yeah. you know, what do you do? But yeah. if we're talking dynasty, I'm taking Tannehill over Rivers all day. All right. I like that. That's a good point. I mean, you, in dynasty, you don't draft just because of how they did the year prior, what you think they're going to do. This year, you know, you draft for the long the long haul. And you, Rivers could literally retire um, after this year, you know, or the year after. But, you know, Tannehill's going to be in the league for the next couple of years, like for sure. So, and he's the, the proven starter, so. Uh, let's talk about his running back. His the Titans' main offensive weapon, Derrick Henry, finished as the running back five, has an ADP of 18. So being drafted early in the second round of startup drafts, uh, 303 carries. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, fifth for 1500 yards, 16 touchdowns, and eight 18 receptions. Which I mean, that's just the the icing on the cake, the sprinkles, the cherry on top for for Henry, um, and he actually. I think he had like one receiving touchdown that was like 90 yards or something, like some some crazy thing where he basically did like the or something. yeah the Marshawn Lynch beast mode run, just took it to the house. So um, honestly, I don't know if you can have a better year as a running back than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a beast, and the, they're paying him franchise money this year on the franchise tag. So he, you know, for him, it's like he's got a, he basically has to replicate what he did this year to get that contract um, next year. So that 
gives me hope that he's going to be balling out and that the Titans are they're paying him the money, so they're going to use him the exact same way in 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, well, this is basically our year. This is our, our window to get in. So I would expect, I don't know if he'll top 300 carries um, this year, but definitely up in that. Two fifty to two eighty. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah, I was gonna say two sixty, two eighty. So, yeah. definitely somewhere up in there that you can rely upon. And I think still the the touchdown upside is the exact same. I think <laughs> I think he's very capable of hitting that sixteen, um, sixteen rushing touchdowns as well. So, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. not a whole lot to argue against Derrick Henry at this point. The only thing to argue is eighteenth average draft position. Yeah. Man, that's a steal. Yeah. Like if you get him eighteen, gosh, that I mean, basically, if you think about it, if you're like on a, um, what can I think of it right now? Like yeah. If you if you're in a ten team league and you got the number one or number two pick, yeah, you're McCaffrey or Barkley, and then when it grabs back around to you at seventeen, eighteen, <laughs> yeah, sure, let me get Derrick Henry to go with yeah. McCaffrey or Barkley. Why nice, not? nice little one-two punch right what? there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or even for teams that are drafting, like if it's a, a twelve or fourteen team league and you're. Right. You're in that like eight to nine spot, you know. By the time yeah. it comes back around to you, yeah. you could have like a Devonte Adams, Derrick Henry duo, yeah. like, and that's great, you know. Oh yeah. And rather, that's you know, I guess I would think if you had the one hundred one, you'd probably get McCaffrey, and then if it came back to you at the two hundred two twelve, it'd probably be like a Diggs or or someone in there. Um, yeah. Would you rather have McCaffrey and Diggs or Derrick Henry and Devonte Adams? That's, a, that's like way too hard of a question. <laughs> I'd probably do McCaffrey and Diggs just because uh, Devontae Adams has kind of had some off and on injuries. Yeah, I'd probably and, go with that too. And and Rodgers, the last couple of years, it seems like he just keeps kind of going away from the pass for some reason. Yeah. Which he's still elite, so. Yeah. But he, you can't go wrong with either. No, yeah. I, mean, I like Devontae Adams way more than Stephon Diggs, but... McCaffrey still put up like a hundred more points than Henry in 2019. So <laughs> exactly. So it's basically yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, AJ Brown, wide receiver, has soared up, soared up the draft boards. Uh, he's now a third round pick uh, in in startup draft. So at 21 years old, sorry, <laughs> I don't know if he's 21 years old. I just read <laughs> wide receiver 21. He probably is. Yeah, he's awesome. probably 21, 22. Um, but finished as the wide receiver 21 last year, which is really impressive considering that Tannehill only played in those 10 games. Um, and, you know, everyone thought, okay, it's going to be the Corey Davis show and A.J. Brown's going to be the next man up, but didn't happen. 52 receptions, 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. And I think he, I think he, uh, honestly, I think he gets 80 receptions in, in uh, 2020. I think he's going to be an 80 reception player. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see why not, you know. Um, and if you look at 50 catches over a thousand yards, you put another 30 catches to that thousand. That's that's yeah, 13. That's, hey, that's the top five, top ten range. You know, yeah, that's Chris Godwin style. Yeah, exactly. But I do. I love AJ Brown. I remember through the combine, like my favorite wide receiver ever is Des Bryant. And that's exactly who he reminds me of. Yeah. He actually might be even faster, though. So, um, but A.J. Brown, man, for the next, he's, he's legit, man. If, uh, dude, third round is really good, you know. 
I mean, 27, I, I, that's exactly where he should be, you know. I think I think some people could reach for him, and I don't think it would be a bad reach if you can get him a little earlier than 27. Yeah. But, but if you can get him at that, that range, dude, man, jump on it because he's – Clearly, he's the clear-cut favorite, number one. You know, Corey Davis, it's, they showed it last year. A.J. Brown's just, he's our guy. Um, yeah. Bye-bye, Corey Davis. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, I feel bad for Titans fans because I feel like we've been waiting for this guy to, to uh, like, reach his potential. But it seems like every year you, you draft him high and then he just he just plummets. And even this, even this year, like, he didn't have any competition and and then AJ Brown just completely overtakes the whole receiving receiving corpse. So if I'm a if I'm a Corey Davis owner, I'm I really selling. in my opinion, I'm selling him for whatever I can get and if it's if it's poor, I don't really care. Yeah. Well I mean just trading for a draft pick. What what are you, are you gonna get somebody in a rookie draft that's worse than Yeah. 40, I just think so, I mean Yeah, I mean, because he was rated as the like one it was either the he was in the top three of wide receiver prospects when he came in out of yeah. uh, Central. Was it Central Michigan or was it Western Michigan? I forget which. One of West, it yeah. was West, Western Michigan. Central yeah. Ohio State played them. Yes. Yeah. He he tore us up. He yeah. Was legit. Yeah. 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 Was oh yeah. That's what everyone. Like, Man, he tore up Ohio State's defense. Yeah. That's what everyone thought he was yeah. going to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, I'm really surprised at this point that he's still being a a 12th round pick because there's no way, after seeing what he's done over the last two three years, that I'm picking him there. But um, yeah, we'll pass. I'll pass on him. And honestly, I would take Adam Humphreys over him just based on on ADP and value. A wide receiver 80 and a wide receiver 64. That's there's only 15 receivers in between the two, and one I can get for basically nothing. And they, yeah. he basically, other than the yards, pretty much had the exact same output in 2019. So, yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I would expect Tennessee to go out and get a uh, yeah, a nice two, two to put behind AJ Brown yeah. this year. So yeah, um, so tight end, we'll just finish up the Titans real quick. Delaney Walker moves on, and. Um, I think that the Titans, this could be another team that goes and gets um, a tight end just because in the, do you know, I feel like an idiot asking this because I heard it today on a podcast, but is his name Janu or Jonu? <laughs> do you know? I just always said, said Janu Smith. That's what I've said too. Yeah. We'll call him Janu. Um, oh, yeah. I see. New, new Smith. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, it, it seems like every time that Delaney Walker went down, every like every rider was like, "Okay, this is the this is the guy. He's about to take over the offense," and never really did it. Um, he finished as the tight end twenty last year. He's being drafted as a a twentieth round. I'm sorry, a twelfth round draft pick, but uh, thirty five receptions, four hundred thirty nine yards, and three touchdowns. I. I feel like the last two receiver or tight ends that we've talked about, Jack Doyle in the 20th right. round, Tyler Eifert in the 20th, 20th round, fairly similar numbers. Um, obviously, Johnny Smith was a tight end two behind Delaney Walker last year. But I I personally, I just don't think that he's going to be cut out to be that, like, I think people want him to be that clear-cut number one Delaney Walker 2.0, but I, I just personally don't think that he's he's the guy. So I wouldn't be surprised for them to 
to grab one of these guys in the draft. I don't know if you want to add anything on him or. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like him a lot just because I like the athletic ability he has. And he was really – each year in college he got better and better, which obviously you should. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think the fact that now he is the clear-cut number one, I think he has potential. I, I, I don't I, – I like him a lot. Um, I, know you, I know you might not. And obviously, like we said, he has the same numbers as those guys, but – He's definitely going to be the clear-cut number one now, depending on the draft. Um, so I, I could see him having, you know, a 50 catch to 600 to 700 yards and a couple more touchdowns. Um, but that's just my prediction. Um, yeah. I, I really like him. I yeah. just like his athleticism and his ability. Um, and, you know, Delaney Walker was elite in that offense for a long time. So yeah. uh, if he gets the opportunities that Delaney Walker had, then I think he can excel at him. Okay. Would you draft him in the 12th round? I think it would just depend on how my roster... It depends on how your roster is looking. Yeah. Would you draft Would you draft him as your tight end one? Ooh, well, if I don't get one of those top four, um, you yeah. know, and, I, and I'm set at running back and receiver yeah. at this the draft, then I, I, I would. I would take him. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I'm not going to say I believe in him, and then you ask me that, and I'm going to be like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I believe in him. I think, he can, I think he has a legit chance to put up some good numbers next year in yeah. that offense, you know? Yeah. Especially, uh, tight ends just, they seem to excel when they have great running offenses. Tight ends are always, like, right up there. Yeah. You know, Jason Lynn for so long, DeMarco Murray, Marion Barber, Zeke, when these guys are dominating the game, then all of a sudden, boom, the tight end just pops, and they just get they, they just steal touchdowns in the red zone because everybody's so focused on that run game. Oh gosh, yeah. So don't steal them from Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. I that makes sense. Um, I'm yeah, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what he does for sure. Okay, um, our last team. Hang on a second. You still hear me? Yes. Okay. Sorry, unstable connection popped up. Um, so our last team, the I got this one right, the Texans, Houston Texans. Um, quarterback Deshaun Watson, obviously one of the you could say he's one of the losers of the free agency period just because of the slap to the face that he got from Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. But um, he's, I mean, still one of the top dynasty quarterbacks. Finished as a a QB five, um, he's a fifth round, fifth round pick. So being selected after Mahomes, after Lamar Jackson, and somewhere in between, um, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. Um, but last year, thirty eight hundred yards, sixty seven percent passing completion, twenty six touchdowns, twelve interceptions. The big thing for him was the seven rushing touchdowns and. I think someone asked um, on a podcast today that I was listening to, does Deshaun Watson have to run more in 2020 for the Texans to be successful? And I don't, I don't think so. I think they're going to be able to get him the weapons. But at the same, at the same point, I don't even know if you want him running anymore. You know, any more than he has to. Like the seven rushing touchdowns, he'll take that. But I mean, he already gets hit and sacked more than pretty much any other quarterback. So. You know, I think you just want to keep giving him protection and, and getting weapons around him. 
Um, but in my personal rankings in Dynasty, I, I have Watson as the QB6 for 2020 behind Murray and behind uh, Prescott, just based on the weapons. Weapons, yeah. absolutely. Nothing, nothing yeah. about his game. I mean, yeah. 26 and 12 and 3,800 yards is great, but I think just the weapons. He's they got to get him some help. Agree, hundred percent. I would love to see Houston get T. Higgins. Get give him another Clemson boy. Yeah, um, but like T. Higgins would fit in perfectly. He's not going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but he would fit in perfectly to that kind of role. You know, especially a great red zone threat. Yeah. Um, for Deshaun, but I mean, I, I you can't go wrong if you get Deshaun Watson. You know, I, but I'm with you. It's he's right behind. Dak, Kyler, and Russell Wilson just because. Yeah, yeah. Forgot about Russ. Yeah. Just because of the weapons, you know? So, um, but we'll see because Deshaun Watson has that, he, he has that, um, he has that fire, you know? He, he has that competitive spirit. So, you know, he's he, as upset as he probably is with Bill O'Brien, you know, as, as mad as probably is about losing DeAndre, I'm sure that he's hearing everybody say he doesn't have weapons. And yeah. Just watching. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that ties into fantasy. Um, yeah. But obviously, you, you can't go wrong if you get Deshaun Watson. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, what are you doing to get Deshaun Watson? Yeah. No, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, if it, if people are down on him and they, they pass on him, I'm happy. Honestly, I'm happy to get him as the sixth quarterback, you know, just because he has the potential to be – oh, <laughs> uh, he has the potential <laughs> to be yeah. uh, the – like the number one quarterback, you know, he's yeah, when absolutely. he's when he's on, he's as he's up there with Lamar and, and Mahomes. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's elite. He, he's elite. Yeah, and I agree with you on the running. Um, I like seeing the seven rushing touchdowns, but I, I don't, I don't like seeing my my quarterback run around and getting planted by three linemen while he throws a touchdown pass. I'm like, oh, dude, no, and smiling. I'm like, I'm glad you're smiling, but trust me, these hits. They don't last, you know. Yeah. And then Andrew Luck is retiring so early is because he was so tired of his body, just how he felt every morning, you know, because he was just like this. Right. He's not athletic as Deshaun, but he would take hits and he welcomed the hits, like. Yeah. So. But they did trade away their number one wide receiver, so they had to have gotten a great running back in return, right? Great. <laughs> David Johnson. Great. Um. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this trade. I'm, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around Bill O'Brien is literally trying to justify it now. You know, I don't know if you've seen the last. Yeah, movie. yeah, saying that he was going to ask for more money. He's he still had three years on his contract and he wanted more money. That ain't going to work, so we shipped him out. Okay, I get that, but yeah, that tells me that you have no trust built with your players. In my opinion, like. If that is if that's the way that you see it is that a player who's the number one or two wide receiver in the league every year wants wants a pay raise and you like you can't even have that conversation you're just like all right see ya that's yeah. that's ridiculous to me for nothing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah let's get to it David Johnson Woo-hoo. running back 37 last year um, he he was a top top five fantasy player a couple of years ago but has really gone downhill. Injury issues got into it, then led to a crowded backfield in Arizona. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, last year he had 94 attempts, 345 yards, and only two touchdowns. He's going to be, at this point, the running back that starts for the Texans. But I just, I'm just so concerned about his health and like where he's yeah. at physically as a running back just because we haven't seen that explosiveness or an ability to, to be the number one running back of a team in the last couple of years. So um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to pass on him in the 11th round. I'm going to wait to see if he drops a little bit more. Um, just at, I mean, in my opinion, he's just not a player that I want to roster at this point. No, I mean, you can wait five more rounds and maybe even longer than five more rounds and get his backup running back who has better, better overall numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fin- higher and everything so yeah uh, yeah I, I don't I don't get it I mean maybe he's never going to be the guy he used to be so I just I just would rather not have him on my roster at all yeah uh, I mean I'm talking even if I get to like the 15th 16th round and he's there and I'm looking at him like, I'm sure I could find a young running back like a Tony Pollard or somebody that actually has some upside right to them. yeah that I don't have to worry about every week all oh, there's Wait, what is this? There's there's a notification that's Dave Johnson. Let me click on that. Yeah. He is questionable. Injured. He's questionable. He's questionable every single day. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I just I'm completely passing on David Johnson. Yeah, he's probably already questionable to start the 2020 season. <laughs> um. Yeah. So his backup is Duke Johnson, who um kind of got thrown into an interesting role last year when Lamar Miller tore his ACL, um, or his Achilles, I think, right before one of the two right before the beginning of the season. So Duke Johnson has been in this role now twice, once with the Browns and then once with the Texans, where everyone's like, all right, it's his offense. He's going to be the running back one. And then when he gets the workload, nope. I mean, and even even last year, only 44 receptions for three three receiving touchdowns. Like that is his role as a receiving back. And uh, even in that category, didn't do a whole lot. So. You know he still got he still got 80 carries, but that was more so out of need and necessity than planned um, right. offense for the Texans. So uh, right. he's definitely not going to be a running back 29. Um, I he's going to be outside of the top 30 in my in my opinion, um, and probably another another running back as well that I'm going to stay away from, just yeah. just because even if David Johnson goes down, we have not it hasn't been proven from. Duke Johnson to be that running back one role that can handle the workload. So, yeah. I don't know if you agree, if you agree with that or if you think he's. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the best fantasy option for Texans running backs, they released him. He's a free agent, or maybe not released him. Was Carlos Hyde? Yeah. Carlos put up solid numbers for them. Yeah. Instead, they bring in David Johnson, who hasn't done nothing that Carlos Hyde has done the last few years, and they have Duke Johnson, who backed up Carlos Hyde last year. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, w- I would rather see Houston bring him back because he put up solid numbers. You know, he had over a thousand yards. He had six touchdowns. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's not here. So yeah, that's I, I true. To these running backs, you know, if obviously we kill. Yeah, definitely a player that or a position that I'm going to keep an eye on for the rest of uh, OTAs, uh, training camp, seeing if they sign a veteran, seeing if they bring in a rookie the in the draft. Um, which I would assume that they will. They got to bring in someone just yeah. for for security and for honestly for Deshaun Watson's confidence. They got to bring someone in. So, 
Um, yeah, J.K. Dobbins would fit well there. Yes. Oh, I, like, really I like that. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. He's really good in pass protection. I feel like every team we talk about, J.K. Dobbins is just the perfect fit for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to be a great pro. He's good at even Taylor and Swift, but yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Texans wide receivers. They make a huge, huge, huge free agency signing in Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> gets a, th- a three huge. three year huge three year twenty seven million dollar deal, uh, which is surprising for a twentieth uh, round dynasty startup wide receiver. Um, but I mean, last year fifty five receptions, eight hundred twenty eight yards, and three touchdowns as the wide receiver three of the of the pretty much four because Jason Witt in that tight end right of the of the Cowboys so. Um, he kind of slides into that role as well um, with the Texans and, you know, with Kenny Stills, with Will Fuller, you you don't really know. Well, you know that Will Fuller, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get is he scored three touchdowns last year and he scored all of them in one game. Um, and <laughs> I was like, I was looking at his stats. And I'm like, no, and I know he had a three touchdown game. So he had to have scored like five touchdowns in 2019. <laughs> I looked, like Sammy Watkins. and I'm like, no, it really was only three. Are you kidding me? Um, so yeah, Will Fuller's he's the um, spoken wide receiver one of this team, but um, a lot of a lot of injury questions, and he's he's basically a deep route guy, which is Deshaun Watson's strength. Um, they like to go down the field and get him in open space. But um, that just comes with a lot of inconsistencies um, that you would kind of see in like a Deshaun Jackson, a, a hit or miss type wide receiver. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not going to spend a tenth round pick on him. I'll just find a receiver that I can get that I can count on for the receptions um, right. more so than the touchdown upside because yeah. 49 receptions and 671 yards is doesn't scream tenth round wide receiver to me at that point. Um, depending on what they do in the draft, I honestly think he's not going to be their wide receiver one. But yeah. when it comes down to fantasy productions, Randall Cobb, I think, is going to be their best fantasy wide receiver on this team. Wow. Just, Aside, I, as, including a, a rookie receiver? It just depends on who that is. Okay, you know? yeah. If, if they get CeeDee Lamb T, you know, <laughs> it's a Derek Judy or Justin Jefferson, one of these top guys, Yeah. then yeah, I think they'll step in, but... If it's if these are your three guys, yeah. I think fantasy points wise, um, not the best player, but fantasy points wise, I think Randall Cobb. Okay. Because he, he's so reliable. I mean, you know, you had him for years in Green Bay. Yeah. You know, he's going to drop the ball. He's going to be in. The, he's going to play. Yeah. And I think his touchdowns will improve with Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, so. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll find a good spot with Watson. I think he'll be that yeah. good, a good outlet outlet receiver. You know, obviously he's not a DeAndre Hopkins, but that's who no. that's who Watson went to when he needed an outlet was was Hopkins, and I think he finds a, a different route and way to do that with Cobb as well. Just kind of because yeah. he is that that short shifty guy in the slot. So I think exactly. he, I think you're right on that. Yeah, I, I know this is in the NFL, but I still look at Deshaun Watson's college career and his number one guy, even though he had you know. Um, why can I think of his receivers that he had at Clemson right now? Whatever. Watkins. Y- yeah, he had those Hopkins guys. Hopkins and Watkins. <laughs> yes, right? yes, exactly. Yeah. Those two guys. But if you look, one of the most reliable guys he always went to was his slot guy, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. 
Hunter Renfro every year. Yeah. He's making catches for Deshaun Watson and put up great numbers, and that's what I see. And I think Randall Cobb, yeah. just a football player. He knows how to get open and help his quarterback. Randall Cobb, I think he's going to have one of his best career years. And that's honestly what the Texans haven't had. They When they drafted Kiki QT, that's – he was supposed to be that that guy in the slot, but just the the injuries, the inconsistencies, yeah. uh, they really haven't had a true um, slot receiver. Yeah, so. they even tried Braxton Miller, and I was super excited for that. Yeah, that's right. But it's it's I think Randall Cobb's going to thrive, man, just yeah. like Cole Beasley did in Dallas. Well, um, like maybe not Julian Edelman fully, but Julian Edelman, Wes Walker, that type yeah. of role. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, okay, let's finish this up with the tight ends. Um, you got... They all have the same numbers. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. The whole AFC South. The, you pretty yeah. much draft the, the lowest rated one. Um, Darren Fells, he's right now going up. Surprisingly, after go, with being the tight end 17, um, is going undrafted in most fantasy leagues, and that's mostly because he's uh, old as crap. But... Um, he had the only thing that set him apart from the literally the rest of the AFC South tight ends was the seven touchdowns, which was insane. Um, considering if you look at the rest of his career, um, this was a, an outlier year for him. So um, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the starter, supposedly the starter in 2020. But um, two names that you want to keep an eye on are Jordan Thomas, who's been there I think for two years now. And then Kahale Waring, who they drafted last year, who was supposed to be the their up and coming tight end, and they, I mean, people have raved about him. You can read um, what he did in the draft and just his his physical attributes, but was out most of the year. Um, I think it was concussions, um, and uh, missed pretty much all the. I don't even think he played. I think he missed the whole 2019 season. I think they're just like we're just gonna wait and see. So definitely keep your eye on him um, as they. Um, do training camp and just see how he's producing because he could be the guy that steps in. If he's healthy, he could be the guy that steps into the, the tight end one role. So um, I'm not stoked about any of those players other than I think warring in dynasty leagues just for the upside. If you if you can get Fells, you could probably get him undrafted. Um, he's worth a, worth a stab just for the touchdown upside with Watson. But that's the tight ends. I've never even heard I, of it was, I feel like it was, uh, gosh, I want to say Ole Miss, but I don't think it was Ole Miss. Sorry. San Diego State, okay. Okay, yeah. San Diego State. But, yeah. yeah I, I'm with you. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather see, maybe see if they can get one of those guys in the draft. There's, yeah. There aren't many tight ends this year, obviously, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not excited on any of them either. Yeah. Do it in the draft. Um, okay, so that's the AFC South. But uh, predictions for I think I get we may we maybe said this at the beginning of the episode, but predictions one through four, who how they finish in the conference: Texans, Titans, Jaguars, and Colts. I'm gonna go Titans, Colts, Titans, and Jaguars. Dang. Okay. But it's going to be just like last year. I think that we're going to see like 10 and 6, 9 and 7, yeah. 8, 7 and 9, stuff like that. Yeah. Like one of those where it's like we're week 15 or 16 and we're like, 
who's going to win the division. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're all 8-6 and six right now or something, you know? Yeah. They, but I'm going to go... I'll go uh, Titans, Texans, Colts, Jaguars. Yeah. I think I think I think that the Titans go get a really great wide receiver. Sorry, the Texans. Did I say Titans? The Texans go get a great wide receiver, and um, I think I think they're fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me again after the draft. You know, if if yeah. we got see Lamb lining up for Houston Texans. Then I'm honestly, I'm probably gonna go Houston to win the division. To be quite honest. Yeah. But, or at least very close with Tennessee. Yeah. But as it stands right now, I take Indianapolis or Houston for that number two spot. All so. right. I like that. I like that little upset, upset pick. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Anthony, you wanna you wanna take us off of here? We leaving? Yeah, I think that's a good. Uh... Okay, I didn't know if we were doing the rookie thing because we didn't do that last episode. So. Oh, let's let's do that on Wednesday. Um. All right. Well, everybody. Um. If you're tuning into YouTube, um, or if you're gonna, you know, just keep checking into our Instagram. Obviously, we just touched AFC South. Um. We'll be back in a few days. Um, please send in some questions because we love to interact with you. That episode we did last week with all those questions it's amazing. Um, we want to talk to you guys. We want to interact. Um, but yeah, the AFC South, there it was. You know, we all the players to look for, the players to stay away from. Uh, we'll be back with another division in a few days, as well as our uh, our top ten rookie rankings going in. Uh, just offensive weapons, you know, not overall rookie rankings. Um, and we'll be back with that. Like I said. Um, so, this is Anthony. That's Noah. We are signing off. Thank you guys. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel and give us a follow on Twitch, Instagram, and we'll see you guys next time. Catch you on the next one. Later.